This is the John Oakley Show podcast. The case of Bruce MacArthur, we're all familiar with it, uh, how he's been sent away 25 years, no chance of parole, but a harrowing ordeal of one of his uh, victims that uh, managed to escape and uh, is living now to tell of the harrowing ordeal. And he actually spoke to Global News crime specialist Catherine McDonald about it. Catherine McDonald joins the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Catherine, uh, I appreciate your coming on. I mean, uh, you spoke to this individual who I guess remains anonymous, does he? He does. Now, we, we know his story because his story did come out in the agreed statement of facts. And he is also um, an officer who investigated this case. Uh, Sergeant Paul Goche is now facing professional misconduct charges for the way uh, this case was allegedly dealt with. Uh, so this is a case from 2016 where this man who... Um, has wishes to remain anonymous for two reasons. He's the victim of a sex assault, and he's still in the closet. This man uh, went to well had a had a consensual date with MacArthur uh, in June 2016, where the two um, actually MacArthur showed up at his apartment. Uh, he came home from work. There was MacArthur sitting in the parking lot, and he sort of looked at them and said, "What are you doing here?" He said he had shown up like this before, and he wanted to have sex, and so. Um, this guy says, he said, you want to come up to my apartment? I'm hungry. I'm, I'm dirty. I need to have a shower. I've been working all day. And MacArthur was quite insistent that they, that they have sex in his vehicle. Uh, and so this guy said to MacArthur, you know, okay, give me a little bit of time. I'm going to go freshen up and I'll meet you at the Tim Hortons down the street. So, um, he actually has dash cam video, which he shared exclusively with Global News, uh, showing uh, him driving up, approaching the plaza, parking next to that red minivan. And then, uh, the story picks up from there. We don't have video, but he says he, MacArthur said to him, um, you know, sort of lie down. I want to have sex. And he said he didn't, he didn't get me a coffee as I'd asked. He, he was, he just wanted to get to business. So he says uh, some of the seats were out in the minivan so you could lie down. The two lay down together uh, after, and literally after about a minute of kissing, he says, that's when MacArthur says to him, put your arm up over your head. He, he grabbed his arm with his left hand and with his right hand, he starts to, to strangle him. And uh, this man says he had a look on his face that turned from a smile to a scowl. He says he looked angry, he had hatred in his face, he had never seen him like this. They, they had dated on and off since 2011. And um, he said he, he couldn't breathe. At one point, he sort of said, he managed to say, why are you doing this? MacArthur never said a word. He struggled. He, he said he finally, he, he thought about his mother, and he said he managed to, to break free. Um, and uh, this was three or four minutes. He said he could, you know, he thought he was going to die. He really did. He, he thought he was going to be a victim. He got on top of MacArthur. He said, uh, I wanted to kill him, but he had been charged with assault previously. And he said, I didn't want to, to go to jail. So he, he let him go. He got into his vehicle. We hear him in his vehicle on this dash cam video calling 911 saying, I've just been a uh, you know, victim of a strangulation. I'm, you know, he gives his address. And he's, he's, he says he can barely talk at this point. It's, it's quite, uh, you know, difficult to understand because it is dash cam video and it's, there's a lot of background noise. Um, you know, and, and he just, he says, as he's sitting there, he realizes that MacArthur has gone in his vehicle and he's driven off. And you actually see him trying to catch MacArthur and MacArthur manages to turn onto a busy street and he gets away. And the dispatcher you hear saying, don't chase after him, pull over. Uh, and so this man um, said, he, you know, he said he was so quiet. He said, he never said anything to me after he said, put your left arm up. 
He said he was in a zone. He, he said, quote, he was in the murder zone. He's getting off on it. And my eyes are hurting at this point. A couple of minutes had gone by and I'm still being strangled. Uh, now, fast forward to February of 2018, last year, Detective uh, Sergeant Hank Zinga at the time, he's now acting inspector, inspector of Zinga. He tells us that he's uh, finally putting a, a request for a professional services review to be done or professional misconduct review to be done over another officer. And he says it's, it has to do with MacArthur. He says he doesn't want to speculate whether this would have changed the outcome. So now we, we now know that that is Sergeant Paul Goche who's been investigated uh, because what happened was MacArthur ran off. We know he, he went to a police division himself and he gave a, his own version of events, which was that he said that um, he himself, uh, you know, he thought that they were having rough sex. That was the consensual thing. And uh, he basically, it was a he, he said, he said story. Let me just uh, stop you there for a second, yeah. because this is really the nub of it, where MacArthur right. went to this police station. Uh, right. He was arrested for assault, but released with no charges. Right. And, and so, but so he seemed credible to the arresting officer. This is now Goche, who is at the center well, of this. No, we don't know that it was Goche. He went, we just know that Goche was in charge because what happened was, so it was Detective Goche's investigation. I believe he would have been taken to that division, which, which was 32 division. But I can tell you that the person that, that spoke to uh, our victim at the scene was, a, was, a, was just an officer who would have been reporting back to Goche. So I can't tell you that MacArthur uh, interviewed, was interviewed by Goche. What I can tell you is, is that Goche was in charge of the investigation. And we've since learned um, that our victim, he, he gave a statement at the scene. He said he gave a 10 to 15 minute statement. He said to them, I wasn't really worried about them charging him. I just wanted to make sure I never saw this man again. And he's, I said, when did you next talk to police? He said, they never called me again. And what, under the protocol for domestics, you're supposed to be videotaped and you're supposed to have your injuries photographed. That never happened. He was never called again until two days after MacArthur was arrested, 18 months later in January of 2018. Again, this is a harrowing uh, story. Catherine McDonald is documented, global news crime specialist. We do have the victim. Again, he's anonymous. Uh, again, as you say, uh, doesn't want to reveal his identity uh, for reasons that are personal and private. But uh, let's give a listen to the, the account that he told you uh, in person. This is verbatim from the victim of Bruce MacArthur roll tape. With all the strength that I had, the last bit of strength that I had, I managed to pull. He saw he lost control. And I'm on my stomach, so with all my strength, I pushed up so hard. But when he let go of my neck, that was the sweetest breath of fresh air I ever had. I threw him, and boy, you should have seen how fast I was on top of him. I grabbed him by the throat. I had my fist up here, and I was ready to start smashing. I was so angry. And when I got on top of him and I grabbed him by the throat and I was holding my fist up in the air, I was in command. I saw he wasn't a threat to me anymore. I, I knew that once I started hitting him, I'm not stopping. And uh, looking back, I wish I'd hit him. Now, Catherine, uh, it turns out that this individual who uh, managed to escape the clutches of MacArthur, uh, MacArthur went on to kill two other individuals that's right. After that, uh, as it surfaced on the timeline. Also, the photographs of this particular individual showed up on MacArthur's electronic device that the police seconded, I guess, when they went and searched his apartment. Is that right? He, I, don't, I don't know that. He didn't know that. He really, I, I know that police were aware of him. 
they reached out to him just two days after the the incident. Obviously, he had, he he didn't actually know the full name of Bruce MacArthur. He only knew him as Bruce, but he had his license plate number. And clearly, MacArthur presented himself at a, at a police division, so they knew that MacArthur. They had it in, in their records that MacArthur had been accused of this. Well, what really was attempted murder? And uh, you know, it's funny. I asked the victim. I said, "Are you angry that the police never charged him?" And he said, "No, I'm really. He's angry. He didn't." hurt MacArthur. He has tremendous guilt because he says, even if I had been arrested, you know, maybe these two other men, uh, Philly Masson and Andrew Kinsman, might have survived. Um, obviously, if he had been charged, uh, if MacArthur had been charged, he would have been on, under the microscope. And, and the victim believes then he would, you know, maybe they would have figured out he'd already killed six people. And maybe he, he would have been under such a microscope, he might not have gone on to kill two more. So he has guilt. Um, but he, he said, really, all I really wanted was for them to keep him away from me. And, um, you know, he, he, he said what got him out, uh, what got him through that heroin ordeal is that he thought of his mother and he said, I didn't want my mother to have to bury her son. Yeah. You know, uh, some of the details to how devious MacArthur was in all of this, uh, according to this individual, if I understand correctly, uh, MacArthur didn't contact him by cell phone. He used a pay phone so he couldn't he, be tracked. He, never, he didn't even know where MacArthur lived. Uh, he didn't know his phone number. He didn't know his last name. MacArthur was smart. And, you know, one thing I have to say, this victim says, you know, it's easy to to point the finger at Gauthier. He said, I don't want Gauthier to lose his job. He said, this guy was devious. He he had fooled people. And he said, he he likens himself, it, you know, he this attack happened just two months after Dean Lissowick was murdered. He said, I said, uh, why do you think suddenly your relationship, which had been casual for years, suddenly escalated to this violent attack? And he said, I think he had a thirst for this. He had just killed Dean Leswick. Of course, we now know in hindsight. And he went on uh, to murder two more men. And he likens himself to Andrew Kinsman. He said Kinsman also had a had an on and off again relationship with uh, MacArthur for years. And he said suddenly he turned on Kinsman. It was he said well, my situation was quite similar to that. Yeah, and uh, equally harrowing is the fact that MacArthur knew where this guy lived because he uh, showed up at his place. Yeah, and he said it, it irritated him. He felt he was being stalked. He said sometimes he would leave notes on his car window at work, and often he was sitting in his parking lot when he'd come home, and he would just pop up, he said. And, you know, so he had that stalker-like quality. Uh, and, of course, even that day, he was insistent that they not go up. This man said, come on up. And he said, no, no. He was insistent that they, that they were in the van. So, and in the van, by the way, was this, uh, was this fur that we saw uh, as part of the agreed statement of facts, this fur that he staged many of his victims with. And he said to me today, he said, the thing that I lay on that fur where other men's DNA was. Yeah, this is really spooky. Why is this individual speaking now? Well, he knows that I wanted, I wanted to speak to him. I, I had, uh, I had, made contact with him a few months ago and he reached out to me last week. Obviously this story is still in the news because uh, Paul Goche, the sergeant who was in charge of this investigation is still before, uh, is, you know, under the police services act under investigation and has been charged. And I mean, I think it helps fill in the picture of who Bruce MacArthur was. I mean, he spoke about how he really liked Bruce and he had hoped at one point that the relationship would become more serious. Although he was creeped out a little bit by the fact that he kept just showing up and uninvited. But he said he was, he goes, we, you know, they had, he said, um, he really liked him. He said, uh, we enjoyed each other's company. They had fun. They had good chemistry. But then he sort of hesitated and started talking about how he started popping up, and and he didn't like that about him. Your contact undergoing any counseling or such? No, he's he seems to be really quite. He's he's coping quite well with this. Um, he's he said he's really glad that he's gone away. He before this happened, obviously because he didn't. The police never called him. Before the arrest was made, he kept 
he was quite anxious about running into him. He didn't want to run into him ever again. And he was afraid if he did, he would kill him. So he's, he's at peace now knowing that Bruce MacArthur is, is gone away forever. Yeah. Wild story. Uh, you know, and he's uh, very fortunate given the circumstances surrounding this whole thing, as we well know now with uh, all the documentation that's been presented and appreciate. And don't, don't forget the full story is going to be on global news at five thirty and six, and we're going to have an extended story on, on our website at globalnews.ca. So I want to tell people to, to go there and to watch the, the, the show tonight to see more about the story. Outstanding work as always, Catherine. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Catherine McDonald, Global News Crime Specialist, 530 and 6. You can follow that story. Uh, boy, this individual, I mean, uh, given all that happened, transpired prior to and in the aftermath, uh, you know, very fortunate to still be here and uh, having recounted that ordeal to Catherine. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.